Hey guys, welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Big show today. Blake Shelton coming up. Dan and Shay coming up. Friday morning dance parties coming up. I do have a flashback Friday, which is, we'll go back to 1999, which I think was a big year for you, right? It's the year I graduated high school. What do you remember about high school graduation? Oh, my eyebrows were way too thin. <laughs> um. Was that the style? <laughs> yes, it was the style from like... Late 90s, early 2000s, we were overplucking. When I look at my graduation <laughs> picture, it's like a line. So that, honestly, is what I remember. 1999 was my freshman year of college, and I remember going and being nervous, and it was cold. And I had my Letterman jacket from playing football in high school, and I was wearing it. I couldn't afford another coat, but it was the one that I got for, oh, for playing. And Courtney, guy who's still one of my best friends, I didn't know him at the time. And he comes up and goes, hey, man, is that your high school Letterman jacket? And I was like, yeah, he goes, we don't wear those in college. And I was like, what do you mean we don't wear those in college? I'm cold. He goes, yeah, I wouldn't wear that, though. Yeah. People are going to laugh at you. And, and in my heart, I was going, he's right. Yeah, but was. outside, I was like, I'm, I'm cold. I was like, no, man, I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to represent. I'm always proud of what. But inside, I was like, dang, I just got yeah. told. And then we ended up becoming best friends. But 1999 Flashback Friday. Here we go, Raymundo. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song, George Strait, Write This Down. Baby, write this down. Take a little note to remind you in case you didn't know. The biggest pop song this week in 1999 was Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. My big struggle was, because I was playing that song on the radio and it's massive, but she was 16 and she was wearing the schoolgirl outfit. But I was 19, oh, yeah. like 18 or 19. And I was like, can I say she's hot? That was the big... Right. Did you? I think I alluded to it. <laughs> but again, if I'm 18 or 19 yeah. and she's a 16-year-old pop star, is that acceptable? I would say yes. If you're in teens... Yeah. I'm fighting for myself I now know, back dude, then. That was a long time ago I'm and you were fight. in college. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the biggest news story today in 1999, Michael Jordan announced his retirement from the Chicago Bulls. He announced his retirement from the NBA for a second time during his 15-year career, and he said he was 99.9% he would not return to the league. Yeah, this time it was for real. Except it wasn't. Oh, it came back. <laughs> he got us again. He, he came back as uh, part of the Wizards. Remember that? <laughs> yes. There you go. That's Flashback Friday. I do want to mention, too. Flashback Friday. I was talking to Devin Dawson. He's on my music podcast Love that's that out today called The Bobbycast. So we, we do this in my house and it allows us to sit and talk for a long time. He, he was talking about um, his song, All On Me. First of all, you know this song here. He also wrote Blake Shelton's God's Country. Mm-hmm. God's and he Country. Kind of wrote it for him or Hardy who wrote it together. But they sent Blake like a playlist of six songs. And they were like, hey, do you like any of these? And he said Blake heard it on the playlist and was like, I want that song. Here, listen to this clip. And he's out in Oklahoma and his farm riding in his tractor. And the first one on the list is God's Country. And apparently he just stopped the tractor and was like, I don't need to hear any of these other songs. Like, this is what I want to do. And they literally went into the studio the next week. Like, from blank mm-hmm. paper to number one, it was like six months. And that never ever and this isn't me bragging this is me like in disbelief you know what i mean it's like that never happens it's almost like ruined the rest of it for me because it probably won't happen that quick or that great ever again pretty cool story awesome they wrote god and then it you know i remember seeing him like playing guitar and singing harmonies with blake on an award show and he's like yeah they needed someone to sing the harmonies that <laughs> the high part but check out the bobby cast after uh, you check out this show today 
Bones. On the phone right now is Katie in Des Moines. Hello, Katie. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Awesome. Oh, well, I would love to say morning, studio. Morning. morning. <gasps> That's awesome. Um, I wanted to say that you guys always talk about bridezillas on the show, and I want to know if I'm being one or if um, my bridesmaids asked you a funny request. Okay. Um, so... She asked if she could bring her baby to our bachelorette party. And so I'm wondering if that's um, (laughs) something that I should do or if we need to figure something else out. So I'm asking for some advice here on what I should do. By the way, the baby will be about three months. That's what I was going to ask. How old was the baby going to be? It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. You can't bring a baby to a bachelorette party. Uh -uh. Right. It's like uh, in Sweet Home Alabama. You brought a baby to a bar. Let me By the way, is the bachelorette party in a nursery by any chance? No. Yeah, no. of course not. I'm, I'm not sure on the plans yet. I don't want to know anything, but we're, yeah, but I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> if something happened and, the, and somebody, the baby was sick and emergency, she had to bring the baby with her, then it's understandable. What? What? No. Then you then just she you don't go. go. No. If, if, but let's say she's sick with like a she has fatigue from watching cartoons all night. I don't know. <laughs> you, you can't do it unless there's an emergency situation. I don't know. You just can't do it. You can't take the baby. Yeah. No. It's just it's unfortunate timing for her. At first, I was thinking, is this a babysitter issue? But I'm sure it's that because the baby's only three months and she's nervous to leave the baby with anybody else, or she maybe she doesn't have someone that she trusts. But. I don't know if so. My bachelorette party was at a friend's house, and she had everything planned there. An option could be that y'all get a babysitter and in a separate room far away. They have. So you you're, have th- you're, you're, you're imagining it's at a house. Though. I am. They may be going to. I know all kinds of places. I was just you know throwing it hypothetically. I don't think I think it's not your responsibility. I think she's very close to you, but it's selfish of her to come to bring my three month old baby because it affects the entire experience for everyone. I agree. And I love a baby, Didn't but you? not for a bachelorette party. Oh, you do? Yeah, sure. You love a good baby? Okay. <laughs> Why not? I, just, this I like to watch him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I like to you hold him. You don't like to hold him, I feel though, like I right? won't break him. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. That's what I was picturing. I okay. I'm trying to drop a baby. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even own that baby, and I'm going to break it. <laughs> that ain't good. Uh, what's been the conversation, Katie, so far about this? So, so far, I talked to my bridesmaids, and they all said, like, oh, that kind of puts it on us. And, you know, we'll be, you know, having to rotate watching the baby over the weekend, too. So that's not fun for them. But so we did maybe an idea of doing something small in our hometown for her and then still doing the big weekend some other time. And if she can come to that, that's great. But without the baby. And I just didn't know if that was too mean. No, it's not. And you shouldn't have to pay the penalty because she has a baby. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be held back from anything your friends were going to do on any scale, massive to small. Right, and she should understand that. Is is she not understanding? Is she being kind of weird about it? I'm not sure. I'm not planning it. She's been talking to my maid of honor, which is my sister. Yeah. You got to shut that baby down. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone think the baby should be able to go to the bachelor party? Bachelorette no, party? no. I mean, just making sure. Stupid. Usually there's someone, there's a dissenting opinion usually, and we like to hear it. Yeah, but not here. But not here universally. 
And I just want to reiterate what Bobby said and affirm you and the fact that like you don't, this is your wedding, like your bachelorette weekend. So no part of you after you go have whatever you're going to do with your bridesmaids, do you need to go back and do something in your hometown that she can go to? That's very thoughtful and kind, but not necessary. So I just want to make sure you know that because that's extra stuff that you're doing for her when it's your day. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you to say. Thank you. (laughs) We're on your team. That, I mean, she's not a bridezilla. You're not, yeah. yeah the you're the not. answer is you are not a bridezilla. Mm-mm. So it's unfortunate. Thank you. I but, appreciate that. <laughs> wait, so tell me about this wedding. Who's this? Who's this uh, Joe Schmo you're marrying? <laughs> um, he is a physical therapist. We've oh. been together four years. Um, I'm a teacher, and um, yeah, I don't know what else you want to know. <laughs> what are his intentions with you? Nice, thank you. To marry her. Um. We're getting married in June, so hoping um, we can all have a at least pretty well vaccinated wedding, yeah. and um, you know, ha- uh, you know, pretty safe wedding, I guess. By that time, um, I guess I'm not sure what else would you like to know. I'm sorry, I just got so nervous. I think it'd be He's awesome. A good guy, I promise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, she promises. Hey, I- what what celebrity does he look most like? <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, well, I'm five foot and he's six foot, so there's a big height difference. He's six foot and blonde. Mm. Um, I'm trying to come up with a celebrity. I've never been asked that question. That's a good question. I know you guys always do that. I should have been thinking of that. Yeah, you should have thought everything we've ever asked uh, any caller ever in the history before yeah. you came on here for sure. Yep. Be prepared before you call. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been. Well, I was, you know, thinking of the world-class advice giver thing that you guys would probably be doing and all that stuff and like the bridezilla thing. And I, I didn't prepare myself <laughs> for this part. <laughs> well, okay. We're going to, we're going to uh, wrap it up on this. Yeah. You are not a bridezilla. This is about you. And it's, I know it's weird to have people do a lot of stuff that's about you, but I have the same conversation with my fiance. So let people do stuff for you. She's like, I don't, I'm not used to people doing stuff for me. Let them do stuff for you. This is what it's about. They want to. That's it. Have fun. No baby. You still love the baby. Just not for this situation. The end. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm a huge fan of this show. I appreciate this a lot. All right, Katie. I appreciate you calling. Have a good day. Yes, you as well. Thank you, guys. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Fun Fact Friday. This is maybe my favorite segment of the week. Oh, yay. That's awesome. It's just always so random. All right, here we go. Number five. Speaking of random, this one is, but it is awesome. So rich kids bragging on social media platforms are unintentionally providing incriminating evidence to investigators about their parents' (gasps) fraud schemes. Wow. (laughs) Cybersecurity firms have used social media evidence to uncover fraud and assets in up to 75% of their cases. Idiots. Well, I mean, they don't even know that they're incriminating their parents with their posts. Wow. Right? That's fun. (laughs) Number four. So speaking of money, Congress passed a law in 1866 that no living person could appear on currency after an official at the U.S. Treasury snuck himself onto a five-cent bill. They had five-cent bills? That's what I hear first. Yeah, I know. I I don't know what that was about back in the 1800s, but they were like, "Eh, eh, you can't do that. So now anybody that's on a bill is no longer alive. The same thing with statues. 
it, with somebody alive because they can still do some pretty bad stuff. For sure. I unless, think unless, about it. Unless you're Nick Saban and you've won that many national championships, then have you ever been down to Alabama? No. He's no, everywhere. Is he everywhere? Well, for every national championship that they've won, it's a statue of the coach. Oh. Over and over, and he's over and over and over again. Well, here's the thing with the statues. You can always bring those down. <laughs> True. Well, as we've seen. Even naming <laughs> schools after people yeah. mm-hmm. that are alive is tough. Heck, I feel bad. I have a sign in my hometown that says, Boyhead Home of Bobby Bones. And I'm like, please, please don't be an idiot so they can leave that up. <laughs> Number three. So it's impossible to poison a possum. They produce a protein that basically neutralizes any poison that enters their body. And the cool part is scientists are trying to use it to build a universal poison antidote for people. Yeah, I'm getting that possum vaccine soon. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm lined up for a couple different vaccines. I'm getting that possum one right after I get the old cobra. You're going to be playing dead all the time like, Bobby, come on. Number two. So this is just a fun fact about Eminem, in case you didn't know this. He watched his daughter, Haley, get crowned as homecoming queen from an empty classroom in her school because he didn't want to take any attention away from her. Oh, and if he was out there, everybody would have been like, there's Eminem. Right. So he just like watched it on video privately. And she was school. homecoming queen? That's awesome. He couldn't do one of those pair of glasses with a mustache on it? <laughs> yeah. And make everybody, you know, they'd have been like, oh, some random guys right over there. Number one. And then lastly, Johnny Cash's birth name wasn't Johnny. Do y'all know this? No. Ooh, interesting. Do you know okay. Bones? Uh. So actually, he didn't really have an official first name. His parents gave him the initials JR because they couldn't think of a name. And when he enlisted in the Air Force, they said, you know, you need a name. And so he picked John. So there you go. Johnny Cash. He got to pick his name later in life. Wow. That yeah. wasn't in the movie. He was just JR. I haven't seen the movie in like 10 years. I wonder if it would still be really good. I'm sure Which it one? Walk the, the one with three? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I, I've seen it a few times. I'd I heard, think it holds up. I'd heard JR before, but I thought that was John something Cash. Mm-hmm. You thought that was with his middle name? Of course. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's fun. That's some fun stuff right there. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lots of new music out today. Blake Shelton released a new song called Minimum Wage. Kit Moore shared a new song called How High. Girl, that's how high, how high I get on you. It's your eyes, it's your touch. Devin Dawson dropped a new EP called The Pink Slip. Here's the track He Loved Her from the album. He said a prayer got up at dawn, showed up to cheer the home team on. He earned his keep, he kept his word, he lived his life and he loved her. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a couple in Turner, Maine. They went into the grocery store and they bought $25 scratch-offs. And they go home and they're scratching, scratching, and they win a million dollars. And they're like, man, we got to go back and, you know, say thank you to the staff. So the manager and the employee that got them the tickets, they gave them $1,000 each. Wow. Woo! Wow. Imagine you're working at that store and they come back and give you 1000 bucks. 
crazy. He just worked at the store. That's awesome. Good for them. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Waterbury, Connecticut. A 40-year-old man was at Walmart, and he goes to buy a gallon of milk, and it rings up 322, and he goes, 322, that's way too much. Pulled out a knife and stabbed the cashier. What whoa. is happening? I know, whoa, whoa, people whoa, whoa. just don't know how to deal with The cashier things. didn't price the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a former cashier myself. You have nothing to do with that. Zero. Yeah, she shuff- suffered a puncture wound behind her ear, but she's oh going to be okay. What the crap is happening? What's wrong with people? No, what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with people? people? Yeah, <laughs> dang. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. This is a good email sent in. I mean... I'm curious to know what you guys think about this. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. <laughs> hey, Bobby Bones. My name is Jessica. I need help with my current situation. My husband got us a Peloton for Christmas. I love it. I use it five days a week. My husband, on the other hand, only goes on for certain trainers. <laughs> who will remain nameless. Uh-huh. Because he said she's, quote, the most motivating one. Of course. I'm pretty sure he's got a crush on her, and it's really annoying me. He brings her up all the time. Listen, he's probably lost 10 pounds since he got in the bike. I'm just wondering, is this crush something I should be upset about, or is this just something men do? Would love to hear Amy's opinion as well as yours. And has anything like this ever happened with you guys? Thanks. Jessica. Hilarious. You know what I think about, first of all, is Eddie and his love for... Uh, wow. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. This is amazing because that's exactly what came to my head. Because you, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I love, I love her. Like, and you like to watch all of her movies. What does your wife think about that? So same thing. Like I was watching the goop stuff on Netflix or wherever it was a while back. And she's just like, do you really like that stuff? And I'm like, ah, not really, but I love Gwyneth and I support everything she does. So I give it a chance. <laughs> and she was cool with it. She's like, all right. She's a she's a famous person. I'm not going to date Gwyneth. I'm happily married, but I do enjoy watching her work. What would you recommend then? To the to her? Yeah. That's just the way guys are. I mean, it's there's no threat here. It, it, if, unfortunately, we get motivated in different ways and this is his motivation. Hey, he's going to get fit and guess who's going to reap the rewards? She is. Not this and Peloton maybe the kids trainer. and long life. For sure. Okay, but that, that's yours. Amy? So I had this in reverse, though, because Bobby got me a Peloton treadmill a couple years ago, and the a guy on there, he was the best. He was the most motivating. He, he was very good-looking and very fit. But Why I don't are you know, blushing? Yeah. Well, my husband would come out, <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, you're working out with him again? You know? And I was like, yes. I didn't ever... He just was my go-to all the time. In fact, if he didn't have any new classes, I wouldn't even do a class because I would try other people and it wasn't the same. So what if it's just that? I don't, I didn't have a crush on him. Mm. Like if I saw him in the street, I feel like I would have to go say, Hey, what up? And ask him how he is and his family. And like, <laughs> and he would you, think you're crazy. Right. Maybe. <laughs> um, he's losing weight. I'm going to tell you the only reason I would worry is if you walk and he's watching her and he's not working out. Oh, that <laughs> he's just would be watching very her. Weird. That's creepy, man. If he's watching that with a, He's found something that motivates him to lose weight. Yeah. Right. I, it, he probably doesn't have a chance. Right. So Or ever will. Let him. I'm sure you have movie crushes too, But Jessica. again, it might not even be a crush. Right. I get your point. Mine wasn't. I think we're universally agreed there's nothing to see here. Boom. Let him do his thing. 
maybe just say, hey, you can even say this. Hey, you talk about her so much, it makes me a little uncomfortable. Like, work out with her, but maybe don't bring her up all the time. But then you don't want him to... I think it's cool that he's comfortable to talk about it in front of you. If he starts hiding it, that one might be Man, What's he hiding except working out? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe you, the you question pro- of, like, what do you like so much about her? And then let him kind of roll, and if he gets himself in trouble, then that's him. You know, let him go. But we all universally agree there's really nothing to see. Right. Here. Let him work out. He's actually losing weight. Unless, to your point, yeah, he's starting to just watch her. Yeah, if you see, <laughs> He's not even on the bike. If you see he's on the phone and he's watching it, because you can watch it on the phone, then I think you got an issue. But you don't have that yet. Right, right. So you can go to our Facebook page and uh, funny. you can <laughs> post your opinion up there. Uh, Jessica, thank you. We agree that you have nothing to worry about. Let your husband take her classes. Maybe she is the most motivating. Even if he has a crush, who cares? And he's losing weight, so it's working. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Thank you. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Betty White turns 99 on Sunday. Cross fingers. What do you mean? What? What do you, oh, what? I mean, hey, you, nothing's guaranteed these days. And not even these days. At 98, about to be 99. <laughs> Let's go, Betty White. Yeah. We, we're looking for her to cross that finish line of one zero zero. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so she says her secret to this long life is to have a sense of humor. And I thought of you. I was like, oh, well, all of us, look at us. We all laugh a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of funny people who died early. Right. I'm saying genetics probably oh, a big part wow. of that. Okay, oh, yeah. well, in addition to having a great sense of humor, she says not to take yourself too seriously, don't lie to yourself, and look at the positive side. She also credits an agent to keeping her super busy. It's always funny to hear people who are extremely old talk about their secret. Mm-hmm. And, and mostly it's just genetics, right? And a, maybe a little bit of living healthy, but mostly genetics. But they're always like, you know, you're 107 years old today, Martha. What do you credit? Well, Dr. Pepper. And you're like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> right. All the doctors and are like, oh. I eat bacon every day. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That probably cut yeah. a couple years off your life. You'd probably been 120. <laughs> All right, what else? Well, speaking of things you eat or do and don't do, Luke Holmes does not put ice in his drinks ever. He was talking to Steve Austin, which is... The wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Cold. He's got a, a straight up Steve Austin, and he asked him about what he drinks on stage, and then Luke explains the whole ice thing. Will you have a, a beer before the show? Do you drink during the show? No, I'm a I'm a before, during, and after guy, for sure. I shotgun a beer every night during the show, one beer. Yeah. But I can't do beer. It makes me burp too much. Yeah. So I do stage drink. So that's heavy jack pour. Yeah. And then diet. No ice, because little known secret of the trade is that ice cools your vocal cords down. And so you have a higher chance of damaging your vocal cords drinking, like, ice cold anything. Who that's, knew? Well, that's why they tell... Or people would always tell me, don't drink really cold water when you're on stage doing stand-up. Because same thing, it could hurt your throat. That's I, why you always got room temperature? And I don't like room temperature. I thought you were just being a diva. No. Oh, I love room temperature, but I hate room temperature. But I'm like, I demand it! <laughs> yeah. So and you, also, doesn't Stone Cold sound like a cartoon character? Yeah. He's like, yeah. it turns out like, <laughs> Well, I thought it was Lunchbox after a trip in Vegas. Oh, true, when he first, comes back yeah. into work. <laughs> hey, Ray, play the first part of that clip again of Stone Cold. Will you have a, a beer before the show? Do you drink during the show? I sound like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your stage drink? Oh, only warm water. That's, That's it. stupid. That's it. Well, I don't drink alcohol. I know, but I didn't know if you liked your grapefruit or your Waterloo mm-hmm. or your whatever. No, just water. I'll do, I have a whole citrus line that I do before I go on. If the only diva thing I do before a show, they ask you, what is? what do you need? What's on your rider? So people want all kind of crazy stuff. I get Werther's Original. I do get some, like a sparkling water. And then I get 
cut oranges and limes, and I just suck them the whole time. Well, before you I go say on. pre-sliced. Um, or do you say uh, a knife, please? I think they are cut, right? Well, they give me a knife, and sometimes they'll cut it. They'll say, do you want them cut? And I go, yeah, of course I do. If you're going to ask me. Well, tell her, too, about your socks. Well, oh, I know the socks and, your and the toothbrushes. <laughs> your tooth- yeah, I see well, that. All my stuff is like practical stuff. Like, I need a pair of socks. <laughs> and I need to make sure I have a toothbrush. And see. Most people, though, they demand all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh-huh. But me, I'm like... Food, shelter, water, <laughs> yeah. food, and and a pair of socks. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. You're not the one that's like, oh, only green M&M's. Nah. But you know why they do that? <laughs> why? Not because they just want green M&M's. It's because they want to make sure that the promoter is actually paying attention to the rider. So they'll do something really small and dumb to make sure that, because if they pay, pay attention to that, they'll make sure all the big stuff they need is covered too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, heads up, if you're looking for a job, Oscar Mayer, Wiener, you know? <laughs> Why did you delay on Wiener? Yeah, it's like she didn't want to say the word Wiener. Oscar <laughs> Mayer. <laughs> wiener. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Oscar Mayer is hiring a new crop of Wienermobile drivers to spend a year driving around in the 27-foot-long Wienermobile. If you're interested in applying, you can just Google the Kraft Heinz website for info yeah. and just apply before the 31st. So you have a while. And the pay is good. It's around... Thirty thousand dollars. You're just driving a hot dog around. Just Google inside of a wiener <laughs> images. No, 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 no. <laughs> be a little more specific than that. <laughs> that's what you would be. One time in uh, my neighborhood, uh, like a year or two ago, I came across the wiener mobile parked on the side of the road. It was so cool. We took pictures in front of it. I have no idea why it was there. It was in front of my neighbor's house. I wonder with my new CDL license I have if I'd be a shoe in to get the job. 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because something that big, you probably need a special license to drive. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to answer questions about driving a truck and wieners. Well, it says here... <laughs> that, that's a comprehensive I'll go, test. I'll go ahead and let people know you don't just need that type of license. You need uh, a degree or experience in marketing or communication because you're going to be interacting with people. So you have to be outgoing. Check. Friendly. Check. Well, and look here. Have a valid driver's license. But not a CDL. No. Okay. No, is that it? All right, I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So you can do good if you're in prison, like as a prisoner. There's, okay. There's prison book clubs. People there, are trying oh. to educate themselves and grow and help each other out. Well, inmates have raised $32,000 for one student's tuition. It's uh, a former inmate that started this program while he was in prison. It took about three years to raise the money, but they did it, which wow. is super cool. So I just think it's it's hope for just because you go to jail doesn't mean you got to not help other people. Not the slogan I'd put on a t-shirt, but I, I, I understand your sentiment. I agree. But you still have opportunity to change someone's life, even though you're confined. Yeah. And, you, and yours. Yeah. And you don't have to let being in jail define you and how you're going to be the rest of your life. If you're in prison right now, call us. Hey, so, let, let can, they that? can they yeah. just call? Some people have ways. Well, We've a lot had of my people. family's been in and out of jail, mm-hmm. and they... They have cell phones. <laughs> they have cell phones. They get them in there somehow. All right. But leave us a message, 877-77-BOBBY. That's our voicemail line. Let us know what, what you're in for and if you really did it or not. Okay, We've gotten stop letters <laughs> from inmates before. Yeah, yeah oh. but yeah, send, send us a note. Everyone's going to be I'm innocent. 877-77-BOBBY. There you go. That's a great story, though. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Eddie was telling me they're making... 
a Keurig, but for ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my son found this news story, and he's all about it. So a Keurig is, is his little cups. It makes, like, coffee or coffee. tea. Coffee. And, I mean, it's one button, and you get coffee in less than, like, 30 seconds. But what's the ice cream do? So this thing is just like a Keurig. It's got pods, and you put it in there, and you hit a button, and next thing you know, you have soft-serve ice cream. Wow. I know. Does it, it exist now? No, no, no. It doesn't come out till next year, but and it's super expensive. So oh. when my son brought it to me, I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, we would never own a thing like that. So I made him pitch it to me. Hit me and my wife. I'm like, you got 30 seconds, and I'm going to record you because I might use this for the show. I said, I'm going to record you, and I want 30 seconds of why you think we should have this in our house. This is your 12-year-old son. This is my 12-year-old son. You have 30 seconds to tell me why I need to buy this ice cream machine. Ready? Go. So I found this thing called a cold snap where um, they it's kind of like a Keurig-like thing where they use aluminum pods to make ice cream, alcohol, uh, frozen alcoholic drinks, and frappuccinos. And um, I th- it's $500 to $1,000, and I think that's a good deal because um, usually people have to buy frappuccinos and m- margarita buckets and like, really? um, <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of ice cream. And I just think it's good a deal because they have it in one place. And it saves the environment. Is up. All right. I like how he throws alcohol in early because he knows his dad would like it. <laughs> right. That would get me like, oh, really? There's no way anyone's of normal stature is going to pay 1000 bucks for this. Correct. So he would never buy this. Right. But I thought the pitch was pretty strong. And he said it's good for our environment because I think the biggest complaint about the Keurig was that they use plastic cups. Yeah. This one is aluminum. Cups. And it's not coming out right now. Nah, 2022, he said. It does look good, though. <laughs> You're I'm like, looking at it right hello. now. Like, dang. Uh, let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. What's on the menu at the new restaurant called Karma? What's on the menu at the new restaurant called Karma? Nothing. You just get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> That was the morning corny. There you go. You like it? It's fine. <laughs> I do. I like it. Yeah. All right, karma. Lunchbox, what was the news story you saw? Uh, there was this guy that returned a sword he had stolen from a statue 40 years ago, and he had kept it, and he felt guilty, and he finally returned to this small town and said, here's your sword back. I feel so bad. So I was like, you know what? I need to call and confess some crimes that I committed back in the day. How far back in the day? Oh, we're talking 20 years. You know, this guy was 40 years. I'm I'm almost 40, so 20 years ago when I was a kid. So I was going to call some stores and be like, man, I was in there and I stole some stuff and I'm sorry. Now, is this true? No, these are made up crimes. Made oh. up crimes. <laughs> I don't know about statute of limitations. Okay, uh, who is uh, call number one? Uh, I, I called a gas station to let them know that I stole a Tootsie Pop back in the day. Okay, here we go. Uh, yes, ma'am. I was just calling to say that I, 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 I got a confession. I came in the gas station, you know, many years ago, probably 15, 16 years ago when I was just a wee little yeah, lad with my mom and my brother. And we were standing there at the checkout and there was this brown Tootsie Pop and I really wanted it. And I said, Mama, Mama, will you buy this for me? And she said, no. And I put it in my pocket and I didn't pay for it. Oh, man. How did you sleep at night? And I have still yet to eat the Tootsie Pop. It still sits in my house, and I need to know if I need to come return it. I, I, I want to feel better about myself. You know, I think I think we've covered the cost of your Tootsie Pop, so you, you can have it. Enjoy it. 
You promise, like, I, I, like I'm worried I'm going to come in and get my morning coffee and the cops are going to be waiting there for me. Yeah, no, you're, I, I won't, you're, you're good. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great one. Why did Lunchbox take on the role of Tiny Tim? I don't, don't know. know. I was a wee little lad. <laughs> mother, mother. <laughs> I thought it sounded more believable. All right, let's hear uh, one more. Who do you call next? I call a toy store to let them know I stole a slinky back in the day. Okay, go ahead. Hi. Okay, so like my mom and I, we were, let's just set the scene. My mom and I, we were in there about 20 years ago and I was walking down the aisle and I I saw this shiny object that I just had to have and it was the slinky and I put it in my pocket and I stole it. And I just want to know if you want me to return it. No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you were a kid when that happened. It's okay. Yeah, it's been it's been weighing on me, and I I finally confessed to my mom, you know, over the holiday break, and I was like, mm-hmm. Mom, when we were there, and you know, so she she bent me over the chair and she spanked me, <laughs> and I just I wanted she told me I needed to call and make it right. And I appreciate you doing that. I mean, that's the kindest thing I think we need. This is the type of kindness we need for 2021. So I mean, if you want me to go down to the police station and turn myself in, I will. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not necessary. What's your name? My name's Jason Gibble. Jason, thank you so much, Jason. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I shouldn't have told you my name, huh? Oh, no. No, that... it's, okay. it's okay. Oh, no. You're, you're not going to, like, tell, like, my boss or anything, right? I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody. And you're not going to tell but... the officers of the law? Not at all. Just know the Slinky had a good home all these years. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank well, you. Okay? Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Well, how nice was she? Yeah, she was so, so nice. nice. Yeah. I loved her attitude. There he is. My favorite part about that call is his attempt to fake cry. <laughs> He's not very good at that. <laughs> I know. Lunchbox, if you were to, to tell a story with you crying, oh, here we a, go. a brief story. Uh, you go to the grocery store and they didn't have any cookie crisp. So I walked down the cereal aisle and I was looking for the, I was looking in right there on the shelf for cookie crisp was supposed to be. It was all gone. It was all gone. I, you <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy. He sounds just like Miss Piggy when he does that. Hey, Kirby. He does. He does. Uh, yeah. Tell me I'm not a good crier. I'm a, an excellent fake crier. That was really good. Ah, uh, great. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I give him a C minus. What? <laughs> oh, F. That's oh, terrible. Wow. terrible. I Unbelievable. Thought it was good. You thought it was good? Yeah. Was fake crying? Yeah, B plus. You, you were just laughing at him until. <laughs> I thought it was fine. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> nice job, Lunch. Oh, now he's upset about his grade. <laughs> I can't believe you guys failed me. <laughs> On the phone right now is Blake Shelton. Hey, we got a new song out today, huh? We do. And uh, it's we, we kicked around actually releasing this song uh, last last year at the end of uh, the year, December. And and, uh, and Happy Anywhere was still kind of having its moment at uh, at country radio and, and we didn't want anything to get in the way of, of that record because that's been a, a, a fun record to have and, and didn't want anything to interfere with what it what it may go on to do uh and, and so we backed out and and uh, now we're releasing this song minimum wage which i've actually had recorded now for uh maybe a year or something and and just you know everything kind of got thrown spun out last year obviously as it did for everybody else and and uh so we're going to come with a new album that this will be the first single off of that album. And, and we're pumped about it just because it's, it's up tempo. It's fun and, and full of energy. And, and 
uh, I definitely need some of that in my life, <laughs> and, and and hopefully uh, everybody kind of needs some of that. If you put out a song and it does not go number one, is that a disappointment to you? <laughs> uh, well, that's been a disappointment, not just at this point in my career. I mean, it's, if you're going to release a song to radio, I mean, it, it, you're lying to everybody. If you say it's not in the back of your mind that you hope it goes number one, I mean... otherwise you wouldn't even release it to to radio and go through, you know, the promotion process and, uh, you know, all the things that you, that you have to do to, to be a part of that world. I mean, you know, I mean, you see it every week, somebody is trying to get their record to number one. And, and, uh, you know, for me, not that I expect it to go number one, but at the same time, I, I'm disappointed if it doesn't just because I know how hard, Everybody on the team works to get those things to the top, you know, and it just it's what you try to get done. Blake Shelton on with us. What was the first job you had where you made minimum wage? I roofed houses in, in Ada, Oklahoma, and uh, it may have been more than minimum wage than I think about. I think I got paid $8 an hour, uh, and I feel like way back then minimum wage might have been like $6 an hour or something closer to that. So, man, I, I stepped right into the big money roofing houses you know i roofed houses too in arkansas but i didn't i don't know if you started like i did i had to be tear off guy first before i was yeah actually the guy with the shingles is that was that your path i, I never worked up to shingle guy in two years <laughs> i was tear off guy and uh carry i was i could carry by the end of the run i could carry two bundles of shingles up at a time on on my shoulder which is like 120 pounds that was the only time in my life i was ever in shape of course i was still a teenager so i had that going for me <laughs> we're about to play blake's new song minimum wage how do you feel about the return of the mullet i mean because what did people say about yours back in the day versus you know kind of the new generation of the mullet uh, here's how i feel about it because i've i'm a little jealous uh, uh and that's being honest i am i'm a little jealous that i don't have the mullet but here's what i've found is you know you look at like Morgan Wallen, he's a good-looking guy, and, and he's in shape. And, and when I tried growing my mullet out this last last year during the, the quarantine time, I realized, you, for me, you can't be fat and have a mullet. Like, you, it has to be, you know what I mean? In order to get away with it, you have to have something else going for you. And, and you know, back in the day when I had one, man, I was skinny, and that's not how it is anymore. And so I'm going to have to, if I'm going to have the mullet, I got to lose 150 pounds. That's a lot. That's a big number. It's how it is, yeah. man. Okay. That's how it is. I'm sorry, Bobby. Blake, this whole controversy about minimum wage, when it finally gets to you that people are, I don't know, whatever they are, do you roll your eyes or do you go, hey, there's something to this? Uh, well, I've learned over the years not to just roll my eyes, you know, until I really get to the bottom of whatever the particular controversy is that time. Uh, but when I saw what this one was, it, it, I mean, I don't want to dismiss everything, but it, it kind of was a roll of the eyes because I think if there's, if you can find something offensive about this song, <laughs> I mean, you're either, you're just looking for a fight or you're probably not a country music fan to begin with, you know, it's. I really can't draw a connection between anything controversial and a, and a love song. But, you know, it's uh, it's the times we're in, I guess. But we're proud of the song, and, and, uh, and we love it. Yeah, which is weird because as soon as I heard about the, the controversy, I came on and was just railing against 
you know, these overly woke folks is what I was calling them. And then I started to get pushback for standing up for the fact that it was a metaphor for life and that I was someone who grew up on minimum wage for most of my life. And I wasn't, it, I was just so irritated that I heard Ronnie Dunn standing up for it too. Like what in the world is happening with folks? You know, at some point I think you just got to go, okay, well, that's your, if that's your take, we're, we're going to keep going on with reality on this road and you can take whatever turn you want to uh because it's at the end of the day it's a song about if you got love then then you then you've got the everything that matters you know again if there's something offensive about that then i uh, this is not the world i want to live in have any of your other songs sparked up a debate like do people get upset about hillbilly bone because you know Only, you know, only time that people get upset about that song is when we perform it live and Trace actually points uh, in the in the, in the area. <laughs> he, makes a, he makes it a big deal every time it gets to the chorus, like he's got a point to himself to be sure you understand exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't what? know what to say. Yeah, I don't, you know, yeah, that... <laughs> I don't know what to say. Oh, I, at first I thought yeah. he meant he points to a hillbilly in the crowd. No, it, but it, he's pointing to I guess his you can say that. area. Yeah. <laughs> boom, ba ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. What? Yeah. Okay. Hey, <laughs> that's Trace. That's Trace. That's not me. Finger cards and letters. Trace action. Okay. Blake Shelton's on with us. I just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, I was talking to Devin Dawson recently, who is one of the writers on God's Country, and he told a story about how they they had sent like a playlist to you of a few songs and that God's Country was one of the first ones on that playlist. Can you just kind of tell me your version of the story about hearing God's Country? I was, well, I don't think I heard the other songs that they sent, uh, because once God's Country was the first song on that email or whatever I got, and I stopped right there. I was on my, uh, there's a rumor going around that I was on my tractor, uh, but I was actually on my skid steer, which is a different kind of a, equipment but i had a bluetooth in that thing and i was i was mowing and doing some things and, and i figured out how to the only reason i think i even tried to open the email was to see if i could learn how to use my bluetooth in there and i turned it on and and man i was i was shocked i was blown away i couldn't even believe what i was hearing because i knew that it was a game changer it was uh, that like nothing would be the same for any of us involved after this song as far as uh, from a career standpoint and what it was going to to do you know and in my mind anyway because every time you record a song you think oh my god this this could do this or that uh and this one to me seemed like it would just uh, almost start a a a new chapter for me and it did to be honest uh it's one of the few times that i actually had a vision that came true (laughs) yeah that, that, my last question for you, you have 28 number ones now, 28. Like once concerts return, you're at the point now where you could do two nights in a city playing pretty much all number ones and other massive songs that didn't quite go number one. Is that something that you'd want to do is do two nights in a city, making sure you get all the hits in? Well, I, I want to play in front of a, of a full crowd, and two nights probably will be one night too many for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess if people would promise they would come back again the second night, then yeah, that would be a blast. I used to always think that about George Strait. I always thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if he did like a a marathon, like a four or five hour concert, just all his number one hits, and it was on HBO or or something like that. But yeah, that, that's my big idea for George. Anyway, he needs it. I think he's looking. He's in <laughs> yeah. the business for some career advice, yeah. so I'm going to hit him up yeah. and tell him he loves to work. I tell you. 
Uh, Blake Shelton, hey, great to talk to you. Uh, Minimum Wage is a great song. Played it earlier. Love that you came on to talk about it. And uh, good to talk to you. See you soon, bud. Thanks for your support, buddy. You're welcome. See you, bud. Thanks for supporting love. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Blake Shelton. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A couple in Orlando was able to save their home and puppy from a house fire thanks to their Alexa. Jonathan and Kathy say they were at a friend's house. She lives near their home. They got an alert from their Amazon Echo on his phone. As part of their guard feature, the app sends an alert when it hears noises like a broken glass or a smoke alarm. When they listened, they heard crackling and the smoke alarm going crazy. So they rushed back to the house to rescue their five-month-old French bulldog, Cooper, The couple's garage camera shows him getting to the house, parking the car, running inside, grabs the puppy. Within 25 seconds, the driveway fills with smoke billowing out of the windows. Firefighters showed up, semi-contained the blaze. They didn't lose everything. But now they're like, man, I didn't even know this was really a feature that people used. But it, it saved their dog and their house. You know, my dog, there's a window that my dog can look out of at night. He sleeps in the kitchen, which is connected to the living room. At one in the morning, I will just hear, raw, 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 going cr- and it freaks me out every time. <laughs> so my move is I roll over and I grab my phone because ca- my cameras are connected to my phone. And I'm half awake and I'm looking. And I think he just sees like a leaf bullet. He is such oh. a guard dog now that he can guard the whole place. Because used to, he would go to bed in his own room. But now that I've given him the whole house, anything around the house, raw, 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 just goes crazy. And it, it scares me every time. But this uh, Alexa is pretty great to be able to do that. They're also listening to conversations and reporting to the government. But other than For that, sure. yeah, all yeah. good. All good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. Hello, Dan and Shay. How are you guys? What's going on, man? This is crazy. Video yeah, chat. Good, good to talk to you guys. Always love seeing you. Uh, congratulations on the song. My, I guess my first question, as a businessman myself, any chance you guys are, because the song is I Should Probably Go to Bed. I was thinking about you guys. Any chance you guys are lining this up with like a, a mattress company, like Sleep Number? Like you, do, you could sing in the, com- I should probably go to bed. Ah, sleep yeah. Number. <laughs> Dude, as the guys who wrote a song called Tequila and didn't land a tequila endorsement, I don't know. It's not looking hopeful for us. So. Oh, we'll good see. point. Are we honestly... <laughs> We had an idea, like it would be, I feel like we see a lot of people on social media using the song, like as their kids are going to sleep or whatever. I feel like a children's book would be the move. And you guys got to write the children, the song for it. Rewrite the lyrics. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I just imagine, and, and Dan, I, I'll go with you first. I was watching a, uh, like a YouTube of you reproducing the song. I mean, in your analytical slash creative brain and it's hard to have both are you just always tinkering with some sort of sound all the time at all times man it's insane it's either that or like editing a video or photos for social media it's always on like 22 hours a day a bit of senility actually a lot of senility but yeah it's it's always something man and the problem with making records and being able to make them at home on a laptop or whatever it's never done it's never done until you know when we turn it in, it's just like, well, okay, I guess we had to like, that was the deadline. We had to turn it in. It had to be it. So yeah, it's never done. I, I've gone back after songs have gone number one on country radio and like made edits and fixes and stuff. I did that on from the ground up on our second album. And I don't know, it probably doesn't make any difference, but maybe I just care too much. Shay, I'll ask you a question as you know, someone who sings so wonderfully all the time. Do you ever sing a song that's like a big hit? Like, and you go, Ooh, I, just, I can't hit that note. I can't get there. 
Uh, no, Bobby. No, that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, there's definitely been, I'm sure there's been a, a song out there by like Mariah Carey. She's got those like whistle notes. Those, those I cannot hit. Okay. That, you could try right now. That's great because I know it's early in the morning, but I'm not going to make you try, obviously. But that, Mar- <laughs> there are two Mariah songs specifically that I know where she goes, ha, 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 ha. You know, it's that if you were to could you work yep. yourself to hit one of those notes and what is your range do you have a range where you like i can go seven off i don't even know how to classify that yeah i i honestly i really don't know to be honest with you like i've I've never sat down and been like i'm gonna do you know try to go as high as i can but we got pretty close there um there's a note on i should probably go to bed on the that one was extremely high like full voice you know falsetto is is easy but you try to get that thing full voice. I remember being in the studio and Dan was like, just, we were, that was supposed to be a falsetto note because it was just like, you know, that's a ridiculous note. We're not going to hit that. And Dan was like, just for like, let's just do it for fun. Like, let's just try to hit it. And I was like, yeah, that's no problem. I'll just never be able to sing again after this. So we, we hit it. <laughs> and uh, I just, I just, I, I felt like a, like in that moment, it felt like a power lifter, like right before they're about to lift a ridiculous amount of weight. And they're just like, it's more than they've ever done. And they're getting ready. I felt like I was just preparing myself. And I hit it. And we had our buddy Pete Tracy there filming it. And I was just like, you know, I'm glad you had that on video. Because I don't think I would have believed myself that I hit that note in the studio. But now it's great because I have to do it live every night. And that's not going to happen. So we'll see about that. Dan and Shay are on with us. I should probably go to bed. About to be number one. Uh, Of your seven number ones, Dan, which one did you guys have to fight the most for to actually be a single? Oh, I, I would probably say, I mean, counterintuitive, but I would say tequila. I, I think like the, the nature of the song, the fact that it is a ballad, it's a piano ballad. I mean, that, that's always an uphill battle. You know, there's always folks who say like, we need up tempo. It's summertime. There are a lot of arguments against the ballad, but you know, we've talked about this before, you know, off, off record, just, you know, some of the biggest songs of all time, especially in country music or ballads, I feel like those songs connect on an emotional level with people. And we fought for it, man. There were there were a good bit of folks in our in our crew that believed in that song in a big way, even when it was just a, a piano and a vocal on the demo. But something about that song, we fought for it and we believed in it. And it took a minute. I mean, at radio, it, it kind of sat in the 40s for for a little while, and then boom, it connected, connected with the fans and connected with folks at radio and it took off for us, man. So we're glad we fought for that one. And, you know, the way we saw it, it was the first single off the record. So if you're going to get a pass, if you're going to get a freebie, take the swing on the first single and it worked out, man. It was, it was crazy. But I, I feel like our entire career has been valid. That's our thing. I see you guys responding to texts on the, uh, on your text number that you give out to the fans. And, and Dan, I'll ask you this one too. What's the ratio of normal text you get from fans going, hey, we love you, are asking questions, versus wiener picks? There hasn't been any wiener picks yet, man, unfortunately. But, uh, no, man, th- th- our fans are so sweet. Most of them are like, hey, is this really you guys? I'm like, yep. And they're like, can you send a selfie? And it's just me like looking like kind of like I am on camera right now, you know, <laughs> I need a beard trim here. But, uh, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. The texting is a really cool way to stay in touch with the fans. It's, I, I feel like so many fans are like, hey, this is a long shot. This is crazy. But, like, I just met this girl, this guy. Like, I'm getting married, but not till like, 2024. Can you make us, like, a congratulations video? And I'm like, all right, sure, man. I, I just had this. I was telling Abby, I was like, you know what? 
instead of I'll sit there and like deliberate. I'm like, okay, I should put this in my calendar for like sometime late 2023 to make them a wedding video. Now my thing is just like in real time. If somebody's got like a pretty compelling reason why we should make them a video, I'm recording it on my phone immediately. So that's that's the new mantra for 2021. Dan and Shay on with us right now. Shay, we're on video, so, and I guess I saw you a few weeks ago at, at the golf course. But it's been a weird year. We haven't been able to spend a lot of time together. But I'm looking at you on video, and your house looks like Mansion City. I mean, I gotta be. You're you're, you're there, man. <laughs> I mean, life has got to be good because. And let this is a straight video flex. Is this a new house? And it is. It's straight up like ba boom. There's a. This is. They're great. This is four ninety nine. This is the background. Uh, I'm actually. I'm in. I'm in Dan's closet right now. I'm like, I just right down. After we make our record. Yeah, man. I we we finally we got into this house. Uh, like we bought it. I guess a few months ago. But we. I've, I've moved like. You know, not very many times. This is this is the first. This is like forever home kind of thing. So yeah, but it's 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 a nice place. But we got a great deal on it. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm, yeah, I'm and sure I built, you. Ta- I built the top floor myself. I built uh-huh. uh, I built it all myself. Hey, so. you deserve it. You guys are killing. I often say that you guys are the most and and take this juxtaposition however you you want the most underrated superstars we have because everybody knows you're a superstar. And you're still underrated for what you do for music in general and country music. So everything you have, you deserve. I'm just saying, you, the camera shows the whole house, and if people are going to see this online, and it is, uh, it is, it, it's Shay Manor at this point. Shay Manor. But this is well, this is the only room. I like, I couldn't afford the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'm really like down. Right now, this is the playing. bedroom, kitchen. This is the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Dan, were you guys? Uh, I guess disappointed the grammys were postponed kind of i mean but it, it's it's for the best you know it's for everybody's safety we were gearing up for it i mean you, you get so nervous like you know for the grammys it's crazy i mean it, it truly is i know a lot of people say it but it is an honor to just be nominated so for us to, to get the nod again was was incredible but you want to find out you know what i mean like i know grammy voting closed january 4th you try to like drop all your heat on social media like january 2nd 3rd and 4th like remind people about the song and then Suddenly they're postponed for a couple months, and it's like, ah, did we win? Did we lose? I want to know. You know, you want the answer, but now it's for the best for everybody. And I don't know if the intention is to, to hopefully get some of the artists in the room, kind of like ha- happened at the CMAs or, or what the plan is. But yeah, man, I mean, it's it's exciting to just be in the conversation. So hopefully uh, the postponement means you know we can get some real live performances all in the same building. And yeah, but but if anybody out there knows, you know, who won the awards, we would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a couple more questions, and we'll call it a day here. But if you two were to, and again, hypothetically speaking, die in like a plane crash or something, oh how, no, just hold on. Okay. Do you guys have a lot of <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Do you guys have a lot of unreleased material that could keep Dan and Shay going for a long time that's already produced? Oh man, that's that's a tough question. I mean, that's that's happened a good bit lately. Like Juice World is having tremendous success on this posthumous album, and Pop Smoke and a bunch of these folks are are killing it right now. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's like one person I think who has the Dropbox link to all of our session files and all of our demos and stuff. We're pretty precious and protective about what gets out there. So I don't know if that happened. I I would have to have somebody like that's a good good call. I'm gonna make a note of that today to like figure out what should be released, what shouldn't be released, what should be pissed here, 
what was the dream scenario? What was the, what's the song that happens like immediately after? Because that's going to be the one, you know. So it's got to be right. Bobby, <laughs> in you, your you will, he's ruined Dan now. He's now he's going to be very paranoid about that because that we're going to die. He's going to work on our next seventeen albums for the next <laughs> year. And if because if if we don't, Dan is so Dan is so you know protective with that stuff because like we have a lot of music. I'm talking like hundreds of songs, but not you know not a lot of them are like actually produced up. There's demos. So that being said, if they were going to be released, I think if we were going down in a plane crash, Dan would like break the laptop. Hundred like, percent. No, not like not like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh. let me wrap up with this. Um, I, I got one for both of you guys, uh, Dan. We'll st- your hair, your beard. You know, it's been a thing for the last couple of years. But every time you post a throwback video of you and Shay, it's you, you know you see the the short hair, fresh cut versus you now with the big beard and the long hair. Is this look just here to stay now, or are you still growing it because the success continues to build? Uh, man, the success has been pretty good. We've been on a good streak, and it's been pretty lucky. But, yeah, anytime I post a throwback, I'm setting myself up for failure. It's like all these like fans are like, cut your hair. You look so much better. You were so much skinnier, all this stuff. I'm like, well, I did it to myself. <laughs> I posted it. It is what it is. I just, especially during quarantine, I, I just don't really care. I don't spend that much time thinking about it you know what i mean I, people are like what's you know what's the the thought process behind the hair i'm like i don't know just kind of started growing it and it's a thing now i feel like we've had probably more success with the hair being long so i guess it's more identifiable you know than when it was super short i guess it was like kind of in the in-between stage unfortunately when tequila happened so you know i guess that's how i'm going to be remembered nobody wants that and shay <laughs> my final question for you uh, the, your Christmas tree yeah. is still up. When are you taking that thing down, bro? It's basically March already. You know, I uh, I'm not gonna. It's a part of the house. <laughs> it came with the house. That's a that's a painting. <laughs> that's, there a, is. that's a big painting right there. I don't know which oh. way it is. Yeah, there you go. Now I I told Hannah that I was gonna keep it up because we actually moved in like right before Christmas. We got in at like on the 20th. I don't know 20th, like 19th or 20th. And so the first thing that we did was put up that tree. And I didn't have a ladder. And so, like, I had it. This tree is, like, I don't know, 12 feet or something. Because <laughs> yeah, there's this big open space. And I had I didn't have a ladder. So we had to go. There's a balcony. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a balcony right there. And Hannah had to, I had to, like, hold Hannah's legs, basically, to put the top of the tree on. <laughs> so, like, over the balcony so she could put it on. <laughs> so it was a whole process. So I told her, I was like, look, we're not taking this thing down until the end of February. And that was our deal. And so that's how long I'm going to keep my, my tree up. End of February. There they are. That Dan and Shay, yeah. as, they, as they march toward another number one this week, where well, I should probably go to bed. Uh, it's been three years since they released Tequila, which is crazy. feels like that song just came out because it is still being played so often. Uh, you guys are killing it. You know, I love you both. Appreciate you guys coming on the show. Congratulations on the success, and I will see you guys soon. Love you guys, man. Thank you for taking the time, and uh, hopefully we can all hang soon when things get back to normal. We miss you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you guys. Thanks again, buddy. What's happening, friends? It's time to play Easy Trivia, where the goal is not to get boned. Because if you miss a question, this button is hit. Hit it, Raymundo. You've been boned. There you go. You don't want to be boned. These are all extremely easy trivia questions. It's just who can last the longest. Let's bring up Savannah, who lives in Alabama. Savannah, how are you? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Now, you've heard the game. They're all extremely easy trivia questions. If you pick the winner, you win the prize. Would you like Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, or Morgan number two? 
Um, I've thought long and hard about this, so I'm going to go with Eddie this morning. Yeah, she knows what's up. Why would you pick Eddie? Uh, honestly, I just went with my gut, <laughs> and that's who I went for. Okay. Good. I like it. She knows I'm smart. Let's play. All four of you guys get an easy question. It gets super easy at the beginning. No, I, I like everybody to make it to the first round. Amy, you're up first. Rolex is a company that specializes in what type of product? Watches. Correct. Lunchbox, you are second. MVP stands for what in sports? Oh, and on this show, I'm the most valuable player. All right. Eddie? <laughs> Harry Styles was once a member of what popular music group? That is called One Direction. Correct. Hey, Morgan, in what city is the famous Golden Gate Bridge located? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> Crazy. This was supposed to be really easy. Did all three of you know it? Yes. Yeah. I know. Geography is not my thing. Mm. San Francisco? Tor- Correct. Good. Okay. All right. S- round two. Still very easy, just slightly less. Amy, whose nose grew longer every time they lied? Pinocchio. Correct. Lunchbox, how many legs does a spider have? Eight. Correct. Eddie, what color are the stars on the American flag? White. Nice. That was fast. Yeah, I would have been like yellow. Yeah, I would have been like red, white, blue. Okay, <laughs> stripes. <laughs> hey, Morgan. Who was the first man to step on the moon? Oh. Do, you three, do you three know it? Yes. Yeah, but geography's not her thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the moon, right? That's, it is the moon. It's place. Geography. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of names. Who are you Armstrong, thinking? Armstrong, Aldrin. Those are the two names. Okay, which one would you like to go with? Armstrong mm. or Aldrin? I don't think it's Armstrong because that was the bike dude, the live strong. I guess Armstrong. You're thinking of Lance Armstrong? Live strong, right, Morgan? Mm. Is there another Armstrong? Neil Armstrong? Neil Armstrong is correct. That's Woo! the first man on the moon. <laughs> I got, you got it. <laughs> All right. In a nursery rhyme, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch what, Amy? A pail of water. Correct. Nice. Lunchbox, what color is the maple leaf on the Canadian flag? Uh, Red. Correct. Woo! Yeah. Oh, Speaking Canada, colors, what up? Eddie, what color are the Smurfs? They are blue. Correct. Morgan, who is Batman's crime-fighting partner? Ooh, Robin. Correct. Good, everybody. Let's uh, pull Savannah up again real quick. Hey, Savannah, you're listening to this. Do you still feel pretty good about your selection? I do. Who do you think is going to lose first? <laughs> um, it's between Lunchbox and Morgan number two. That was just rude, Savannah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Easy trivia. Just for that, I'm going to try to win. Let's go to Amy first. Amy, what gulf is located south of Florida? Uh, The Gulf of Mexico? Correct. Okay. (laughs) Seemed too easy. Lunchbox, in which capital city of Europe would you find the Eiffel Tower? Oh, that's uh, Paris. Correct. Eddie, a geologist is a scientist that studies what? Rocks. Correct. Morgan, I know you hate geography, but two of the planets in our solar system begin with the letter M. 
M as Mars. in money. Mars. What are they? Mars and Mercury. Nice. What was the last name of the flying pioneers Orville and Wilbur, Amy? Wright Brothers. Correct. <laughs> Is that a tough one? I would have gone Redenbacher. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox, what's a natural phenomenon that usually comes after a rainstorm? What? What's a natural phenomenon that usually comes after a rainstorm? I mean, I don't really understand the question because there's a lot of things. There's humidity. There's evaporation. I mean, I there's so many that you could. What's I, a natural phenomenon that usually comes after a rainstorm? I mean, there's. I, I, I guess I don't really understand. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many things that can happen after a rainstorm. Five seconds. Cars could crash. True. <laughs> Plants get watered. Uh, I get it now. I get it. You could slip. Girls need I get risky. it. Natural phenomenon. That's like a catastrophe, so I'll go with a flood. What? <laughs> hey, all three of you, say the answer that you think it is. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. Say it, though. I don't say it, though. Understand. One, two, three. Rainbow. Fog. Rainbow. Yeah, it's oh, rainbow. Yeah. What'd you say, Eddie? Someone said Nothing. fog. Rainbow. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand the question. Oh, rainbow seemed very you obvious You had to have to sunshine me. for that. Okay. Uh, lunchbox is out. You've been boned. Eddie. Come on. Who invented the telephone? <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell. Nice. What's the name of a group of stars that form an imaginary picture, Morgan? Oh, gosh. A group of stars that... Hmm. Well, that's astrology. That's a galaxy. That's a constellation. Nice job. Woo. Correct. All right. What did she say? Constellation. She's right. Okay, good. I wrote that down. I just want to make sure I had it right, too, for, you know... This may come up again in life. <laughs> Amy takes her notes home and studies. I, yeah, because. Uh. All right. Mm-hmm. Amy, what type of animal is Baloo in the Jungle Book? What? I don't in the Jungle Book. Is the bear blue? By the way, the definition of phenomenon is a rare or significant fact or event. That would be the rainbow. Just wanted to look up that word. A natural phenomenon. I don't. I don't know the Jungle Book. I guys, I what type of animal is Baloo? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to just picture. Is it, I don't know. The only thing I have is a bear. Is that your answer? Yes, it's a bear. Oh, Yay! oh. okay, that was a guess. Eddie, what's the longest river in the world? Ooh, this is tough. I'm between two: the Nile or the Amazon. Do you want to ask Savannah what she thinks? Yes. Savannah, what do you think between the Nile? You picked Eddie. The Nile or the Amazon? I think it's the Nile. So she says she thinks it's the Nile. Yes, yeah. I'm even getting closer to that because I look at South America where the Amazon is. Not very, not as wide as Africa. That's very wide. So let's go the Nile. The Me answer and Savannah. is the answer is uh, Nile. Yeah. Here we go. Morgan, the capital, uh, Madrid, is the capital of what country? Spain. Correct. Woo! All right, guys, we got to get a little harder here. Geography. You guys are crushing it. Amy, what is Chandler's last name? Bing. On a, oh, okay. wow. On sitcom Friends. Correct. Which name is rapper Sean Combs known by, Eddie? Sean I'm, Combs. Many names, but I'm going to go with Diddy. Correct. I accept it, Puff Daddy, Diddy. Cool. Diddy. Hey, Morgan, what color piece starts first in chess? <laughs> Wait. Oh, so what? Ooh. White. 
Correct. Yeah, Woo! Good one. And you didn't know that, Amy? No, and I watched The Queen's Gambit. I don't think they talked about that. Yeah, one. they, they did. did. Did they? Yeah, White oh. goes first, yeah. All right. Eddie. Come no, on. sorry, Amy. Oh. Google, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, and Explorer are different types of what? Internet browsers? Correct. Eddie, what's your body's largest organ? Hmm. Oh, the skin. Correct. <laughs> Morgan, which instrument did Ringo Starr play in the Beatles? What? <laughs> Y'all don't, don't know this? Okay, Eddie. I don't. I don't even... I maybe know one Ringo Starr song. Um... <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't even know if I know one. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, Morgan, what instrument did Ringo uh, play? I mean, like probably not the drums because I think he was a lead singer, so maybe a guitar. Is that your answer? Yeah. The answer is the drum. Oh! <laughs> and he was the one, Morgan, that really didn't have a big solo career. Right. He tried for a bit, did okay for for, for a second. Uh, Morgan is eliminated. Yeah. You've been boned. <laughs> We're down to Amy and Eddie. Hey, Savannah in Alabama, are you still there? I am. I'd like to offer you something here. You can have half the prize right now if you just want to back out, or you can have the full prize if you want to hang out, but you'll lose it all. Wow! If the, if Eddie doesn't win, I'm going to give you I'm right now. Through the end. Okay, here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a $50 marathon gas gift card. You get $50 in gas. Just right now right for now, making it this far? She can have 25 bucks if she wants to quit right now. Ooh. Or 50 if you want to push it to the end. I'm going to push it to the end. Okay. There we go. Good luck. Amy, how many kids does Oprah Winfrey have? Is that a trick question? No. How many children does Oprah Winfrey have? Oh, gosh. I know that she has, I don't know... Like hundreds at a girls' school in Africa. How many biological children does Oprah have? Um, zero. Okay. Well, Wait. sorry, I didn't know. I know she has this wow. one girl wow. even that lives with her right now. She refers to as her daughter. Oh, really? But legally, is it her daughter? Don't know. Okay. Eddie. <laughs> wow, okay. What are animals who eat meat? What are they called? Carnivores. Correct. Wow. <laughs> 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 Amy. Yes. Our show has just put on and been put on in the great state of Alaska. And it's one of the two states I've never been to. I can't wait to go sometime. Was going to go for my TV show this year. Yeah. What's the capital of it? Juneau. Correct. Wow. Uh, Juneau. Oh, uh, Juneau, Alaska. Eddie, what's the largest <laughs> bone in the human body? What? Why do you keep asking me these dumb questions about human body? I know it. The largest bone. Oh, man. Can I ask Savannah from Alabama? No, because I don't get help. But she he already asked Savannah from Alabama about the river. Okay, how about this? Hey, Savannah, are you there? I am. Tell Eddie a wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's not What's the, the lar- elbow. It's not the elbow. There you go. <laughs> so it can be anything else other than the elbow. I'm going to go with the femur. Correct. Ah! Yeah! We're still in it, Savannah! <laughs> yeah. Amy, what's the only state to begin with the letter P? Hold on. Oh, boy. Um, no. Nope. start from A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana. <laughs> um, hold 
on, because now I'm getting nervous and I'm sweating. Pennsylvania. Correct. Uh, <gasps> dang. This is tough, man. Uh, Eddie, what's the name of the outermost layer of skin? What's the, why? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this. The outer? Yeah. Is that the epid- epidermis? Correct. Yes! Why do you keep acting like you don't know I don't know, know what that is. Know it. And he's like, well, why do I keep getting right. this? The epidermis? Here we go. Amy, who wrote a famous diary while hiding from Nazis in Amsterdam? Anne Frank. Oh, Correct. Gosh. Eddie, the U.S. version of The Office. What's the name of the city they live in? Scranton. Correct. <gasps> <gasps> Mike, we're almost out of questions. All right. Back to Amy. Mm-hmm. Amy, which two body parts continue to grow throughout your lifetime? Internally or externally? Which two body parts continue to grow throughout your lifetime? <laughs> Good question. Because, well, because I know that the liver regenerates, right? But I don't... I didn't say regenerates. I said which two body parts continue to grow throughout your lifetime? Okay. Um, I think it's the ears and the nose. Mm, correct. <laughs> Guys, I can't hear. You lost your ear? Really? You probably unplugged your headphones jumping around. I got excited. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's on the <laughs> yeah side. exactly. Okay, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Eddie, what major event took place in the United States on December 7th, 1941? Oh, the day that'll live in our minds as for infamy. <laughs> we weren't born. Is that what he said? Pearl Harbor? Correct. All right, we have to go to speed round. Oh, no. I have three questions. Answer them with speed. Whoever does the best out of these three win. Okay. Which U.S. state? Who's first? Buzz in your name. Okay. Speed round. Which U.S. state is a peninsula? Eddie. Eddie. Oh. Florida. Correct. One point, Eddie. <laughs> <sighs> Which president delivered the Gettysburg Address? Eddie. 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 Abraham Lincoln. Correct. One. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, how many questions was that? Why am I so slow? It was three pages, man. We never went that long. Hey, Savannah from Alabama, we did it! (laughs) I'm so excited. I was sweating there towards the end. Savannah, you won a $50 marathon gas gift card. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a part of the B team. Thank you to Eddie for winning and for ending that segment. Oh, you're welcome. Nice job. All right. Raymundo, our audio producer, sent me a text last night. He goes, hey, I don't want you guys to be mad at me, but I have something I want to say on the show tomorrow about each and every person. So I don't know what he's going to say. What? But Raymundo, it is now your time. Yeah, so I hear a lot of audio, so I know basically how you guys construct sentences, everything about what you do on air. And so I came up with a list of words you all say that drive me absolutely crazy. Okay. What do you mean drive you crazy? So it's just, maybe it's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's the inflection here, there. It just, whatever it is, it's nails on a chalkboard for me. All right, go lunchbox first. All right, lunchbox. When he says ambulance, he pronounces it incorrectly. And it's like a, almost a two-year-old and just, it's not funny. And I really wish you'd pronounce it correctly. (laughs) Lunchbox, what's that thing you get into whenever you have a medical emergency? Ambulance. It's an ambulance. I can't, I can't say it, Ray. It's not that I'm doing it to annoy you. I just can't say ambulance. I can't say. He can say, say it. He can say it. Yes. Yes. That is uh, how I say ambulance. I, if I go ambulance, I can say it. But when I say ambulance, I, it oh, doesn't roll. He almost got it. <laughs> what about Eddie? 
Yeah, Eddie is grocery store. For whatever reason, he adds an extra letter in the middle of it and like slurs a little bit. He just doesn't say it correctly. It's grocery store. I, I don't say it correctly. Where do you go to get your food? Grocery store. What? Grocery store. That's I don't. Not, he I don't says grocery store. store. Grocery, grocery store. Grocery. Oh. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, it's gross. It's it's grocery, not grocery. Grocery. Right. No, it, I think we say grocery because like it's S H, but it's not because we're hillbillies. Yeah. Oh, but I think you say it right. That's grocery. Yeah, I think it's grocery store. <laughs> so I'm right. You guys are wrong. Okay. What about Morgan number two? That one is Luke Combs. I think she combines the K and the C, and it's it it's for whatever reason not said correctly, and it's it's definitely something that annoys me. Like she says, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. I, I hear it. Does, it I doesn't definitely hear it. Sound I mean, right. I say it with Dolly Parton too and Blake Shelton. I don't like it's a dialect Shelton. in Kansas. Shelton. I don't totally pronounce. It's like Dolly Parton. What's the guy who sings "Beer Never Broke My Heart"? Luke Combs. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know, but I do hear her putting it together. But the difference is, Ray says Luke Combs, especially because Luke and Combs are the same sound. Uh-huh. Different than Dolly Parton or Blake Shelton. Luke. Combs, but you can go Luke Combs. <laughs> Luke Combs. All right, let's do a couple more. What about Amy? Saturday Night Live and Taco Bell. We oh, all know preach. that she does these yeah. terrible. Preach. <laughs> I don't understand. You put the weirdest emphasis on words. Like, the show is Saturday Night Live. That's you, what I say. And you say? Saturday Night Live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And uh, what about the place where you get tacos? Taco Bell. Yeah, and we say Taco Bell, emphasis on Bell. You say Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, now I feel nervous and everyone's judging me. But yes, I got some Taco Bell before I had Saturday Night Live. I don't know. <laughs> All right, one more. Raymond, what about me? Yeah, for you, I wish you would just say television and not TV. Because when you say TV, it, it just doesn't sound right. It comes at me really weird. What? Why? Like if I'm watching TV. No, you didn't do it. Usually you add way too many E's and you're like, TV. TV. No, do I really? I don't, I'd have I don't. to catch it. <laughs> I mean, obviously Ray knows because he hears the audio over and over. But yeah, maybe you do say okay. TV. I like how I say words. Me too. I'm a professional broadcaster. Of course you are. Thank you. Ray, well, would you like us to work on those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just from here on out, please just say television, the proper way to do it. Nobody says television. No one. I was watching television last night. Who says that? <laughs> Not me. Amy, what's going on this weekend? Oh, I don't know. Low key. I mean, with coronavirus. And it is bubbling, It man. is. I feel like, I know that this has been around a long time now, but it's it's now people that I know. And for a long time, it was just, you know, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Eddie was kind of the only person I knew that had it. And now so many people do. And my dad, he still comes over every Sunday, I'm, but... So I'll have him over, so I kind of keep it low-key. What about you? Well, let's count them. Hillary, and I know the other people have said it on Facebook or Instagram, so I don't mind saying. Right. Um, Morgan, number one, who works with me over, like, on the management side of stuff. Yep. She has it. My sister has it. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's grandfather has it. Like, it is just... Yeah, there's a few other people It's closing in. My... Really? Did it's I know? Like, no. A secret? <laughs> no, it's no... Is it you? It's no secret. Oh. Okay, y'all, it's me. And here I am. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm off to Tuscaloosa, T-Town, National Championship Town. My aunt lives there. Amy's aunt's house. I, who, both times I've been in Alabama, she's, she's come to She's come me. to your show, mm-hmm. yes. I'm going to Tuscaloosa to shoot an episode of Breaking Bobby Bones. Yeah. Um, 
I'll be sleeping on a boat and not a fancy boat. And in a, uh, I'm going to do some hard work this weekend. Oh. That's it. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Bones.